Uh, hey, Ted. Yes. This isn't for the podcast, but just before we record, I wanted to say, so I was thinking the other day, I was doing that thing you taught me to do when I feel like spending money, just kind of like sit and- Close your eyes and put your hands on your- Dealer's choice. Yeah. And th- this thought occurred to me and it blew my mind. So I was thinking about Beauty and the Bee. Yep. And it occurred to me, what is Beauty and the Bee about? Sexy teapot. Right, that's the text, but they're talking about the deeper reading. Like, it's about an SE teapot who gets up to all kind of stuff with the candelabra, and then sometimes the armoire watches. watches. Oh, man, imagine being the light bulb in that house. You'd see everything. Yeah, I think the teacup probably has a SoundCloud rap career. My mom's a f-ing pot! Hey, Lumiere! Hey, Lumiere, there's something wrong with you. I don't like the way you treat my mom. I don't like the way your arms are long. I don't like the flame at the end of your hands. I don't like that you are my mom's man! I don't think you understand me with my chip upon my head. There's a crack in my head where the light comes in. Yeah, and, and, and quick sidebar on this sidebar. People say I'm P, perverse, yeah. when I suggest that the household objects in Beauty and the Bee, you know, get up to it and oh, fool they around. Do. But I'm going to cite my sources here. If Mrs. Potts isn't having relations with Lumiere, how do you explain Chip? She has a child, so we know that she made L with one of them. Yeah. To my point, though, setting aside the text of the film, which is about all of these extremely S-y, cool household objects, think about the, the, the deeper text, though. Think about what the story is about. Let me paint a picture for you, Ted, and then we'll, and then we'll hit record. It's about a person who lives in a town, and everyone in the town hates her. Why? Because she's always reading, a.k.a. On her phone. Exactly. Now, there is a place in the town where everyone says she's not allowed to go. Hmm. Hmm. And who lives in that place? A giant man who looks like a dog. Yeah. And within that place that's off-limits, there is an even more off-limits room, a.k.a. the loading dock. Do you see what I'm saying here, Ted? Yeah, and that's where the the pots and pans is that what you're saying? That That's part of it, but you need to set that part aside. I'm okay, saying it's about, I'm sorry, I'm really hung about, up on this. It's about Randy. What I'm saying is it's about Randy. It's about dads. It's about dads. Look, the point is, Beauty and the Bee is about dads. Belle is a dad. Belle is a dad. Hashtag, let's get it hashing. Let's get it trending, Marvin, if you can hear this. Um, Belle is a dad. I'd love to see Emma Watson with stubble. Well, and Marvin, speaking of Marvin, Marvin is such a LeFou. Gareth's got big Gaston energy. And we would be Belle. And Gaston wants to marry Belle, which I guess... Hmm. Kind of works. True. And he does drink eggs. That's true. And in classic cinema fashion, Ted, I mean, they do this all the time in movies. They put a dad in the movie to distract you from the real dad. They put her father in there. Right, and her exactly. father is a dad. Don't get me wrong. He is a dad. I mean, people really hate him. No, I mean, this happens in almost every movie. There's the red herring dad. I can think of a few off the top of my head. Uh, Gepito. Yeah, Gepito from Pinocchio. They misdirect you. They say, oh, this is the dad. Oh, Meanwhile, me, all the time here. they're showing you Jiminy Cricket is the real dad. Because Disney can't come out and say it, you know? He can't come no, out they, and no, say it. Well, we've said this before. If they made a movie about dads, people would bomb the theater, I think. I think so. They have to sneak the dad in. And this is something I do love about Disney. Disney is for dads. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Ariel is a dad. Uh, she loves her who's its thing that's and what'sies. And everyone in her family is saying, knock it off. Knock Stop it off. messing with that stuff. That None of that matters. It's junk. And And what does she do that makes the people in real life start liking her? Not talk anymore. Completely change everything about herself. Poseidon is a son. I think all 101 Dalmatians are dads. Cruella de Vil is Randy. Or Uncle Seth. Maybe Uncle Seth, actually. The genie is a son. Aladdin is a dad. Absolutely. 
One jump ahead of the beeline, one swing ahead of the sword. Shout out, Stefan. I steal only what I can afford. And that's iPads. One jump ahead of her lawyer, one step ahead of my son. These folks don't appreciate I'm broke. Riff raff, street rat, dumb f Take that, let's not be too hasty. Still, I think he's rather pasty. Gotta get some sun, gotta go outside. You're my only friend, Siri. Oh, it's sad, Tep Tim's hit the bottom. He's become a one-man rising crime. I blame parents, except he hasn't got em. Rip your dad. Yeah, gotta scroll to live, gotta steal to scroll. Tell you about it when I got the time. Uncle Seth's gonna skewer me with a crossbow. My ex-wife will be watching on the side. Emmett doesn't call me his daddy. Shed is down on fire, gotta go, Dennis. I'll donate to your Patreon, Marvin, when I have the time. That's never. I can show you my Minecraft. Shining, shimmering, forbidden. Delvey Emmett, can you please give me your eight-digit login? There are no dads allowed here, it's crystal clear. clear, but I'll find a way in while you're in your therapy session. I'll find my way in. You can cry out your heart, life is really hard. And I will listen through the therapy door Cause my session is before yours And I linger around, I stay in the car And I'll find out what you say Parking lot, it's a quiet village Every day like the one before Parking lot full of little people Waking up to say My phone's cracked My back hurts My screen's broken Ted, get away from that dumpster! Here comes a security guard with his taser like always. He says he'll shock you if you try. But I'm gonna get in that store. I don't care if my A is sore. They can't keep me out for long. Good morning, Ted! I need a new screen. Mine is all broken. My iPad's locked. I can't get in. Let's share our passwords. That way we won't forget how to get into our devices. Here comes my wife, she's getting as always. Yeah, honestly, Ted, it's good to get this off our chest before we record yeah, the episode, I because otherwise yeah. I would just otherwise. be so distracted. Yeah. Let's start the show, start yeah, the show. I'm going to hit record. Oh, I'm already recording. Oh, okay. I guess edit that out. I'll cut it out, cut it. probably. Yeah. Okay, should we start the show? Start the show. to Tep Talk. And uh, what a week it is going to be this week. we got so much to talk about. we got that Apple first quarter earnings call that we are going to be covering. Also, Ted, we're going to have to move fast today because there is some outrageous breaking news in the world of Apple. And this is coming to us straight from Mac Rumors. iPhone 14 and 14 Plus are now available to pre-order in a brand new yellow. They did it. They finally gave dads what we wanted the minion phone look once again i'm sorry you can't on the one hand say i don't know you how did you get in here and then on the other hand be responding to things in my emails yeah you're either reading my emails and you made us a yellow minion phone or you don't know who we are i mean it can't be both yeah i agree i mean didn't shylock holmes didn't he famously say that it, the most impossible thing is the thing that it is if you eliminate all the um possible things that it could be then therefore what's an 
uh, it is. Exactly. Dream the impossible dream. Yeah. However, setting aside the windmills of our mind, let's not get ahead of ourselves. My name is Tep Tim, and I am one of your hosts here on America's number one Tep podcast, Tep Talk. And and the other illustrious corner, uh, beaming in, in a beam of uh, prismatic light and coalescing in the throne of glorious blood, is your other co-host, necromantic, uh, primordial, and prismic overlord, Tep Ted of the Tep Talk podcast, formerly Tech Talk. Yes, and I, I actually really quick would like to add to my credentials just because you repped yourself very well there, Ted. Um, I am Tep Tim, host of this podcast, also um, author of a yet-to-be-published book. Let's see, I'm also a relationship counselor. I told Marvin what to do with his marriage. He messed it up. As usual, you're the mayor. Don't forget, I'm the mayor. Civic hero number one, mayor of our town. I am the occluded mayor. I'm also a thought leader. Oh yeah, that's T H O U G H T, not T H O T. Don't sample me. Yeah, don't sample me, Corey. Please, don't take me saying I'm a thought leader and turn it into a song about how I'm. I'm a thought. Daddy's a thoughty. I don't know what he would do with it. I, you're making it worse. I gotta, gotta stop, stop saying talking. these things. You gotta he... stop saying things like, I'm a big thought daddy. Look at my thighs. Jiggle. He'll take it out of context. Corey cares not for context. It doesn't matter whether what I was crying about at the zoo. That just goes into the songs. And your son is no better, Ted. Shout out. No, not at all. I mean, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible boy. And back on top, by the way, shout out Emmett, back in the good graces of, uh, what was it, Stereo Gum? or It's one of those ones that no one reads, but he had a best track of the week. Well, I mean, based on you, obviously. He took that completely out of context recording of you at the therapist's office where you were, it sounds like you're begging him for the Minecraft password, and he completely, completely chopped it up and it made it just seem like, what did the Stereo Gum call it? A song as musically adventurous as it is cringeworthy. Yeah. We can only pray that this that the recording is a joke. Yeah. If this is real, the only thing keeping him from getting sued would be the embarrassment of the person in the recording having to admit to it. So, that, you know, shout out you, Ted. The thing about Emmett is that he thinks he's so great. He thinks he's so smart, such a musical uh, genius. But I think I'm the real genius. I know, and everyone knows because there is that clip of you saying that in the song. Yeah. Shout out, Murray Wilson. You're a genius, too. Just skews for being a muse. Yeah, get it trending, folks. You get it trending, guys. Get the tags out. Where would Sarah and the boys be without me? Nowhere. Where would Emmett be without my clutch sampling? Effing nowhere. Emmett without your voice, lending the pathos, the grit, the texture to his songs. It would be like if someone took away Bunny Bear's little machine that makes his voice go, whoo. Like, imagine if that machine was gone and Bunny Bear was just got up and said, Hey, I'm Bunny Bear. Uh, I got a new song for you. And it was just like, Exactly. Yeah, you're right. When they put it through the indie machine and he it, it fixes it up, it makes him sound more like, Oh. Yeah. I think James Blake and Bonnie Vare got the same machine. I was going to say. Because when you actually hear James Blake speak in an interview, he sounds like this. Oi, mate, you got a funny Oi, record out. How you going? It's me, James Blake. Oi, it's me, James Blake. Oh, I hope you check out my friendly records. Hello, David Letman. It's me, James Blake. Oh, yeah. How you going? Good to be hearing it. All right. Got a brand new single for you. Here it goes. Ready, boys? A one, a two, a one, two, three. I don't think I've my love's house, 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 house. Yeah. yeah. 
And this is Tep Talk. And Ted, I want to extend you the courtesy that no son ever will. And that is to allow you to explain yourself and put it in context. So when we hear Emmett's new song, we do hear that clip of you talking. And it sounds to the uninitiated ear that you are sort of crying and begging for his Minecraft password. And can you maybe provide us a little bit of the backstory, Ted, that we're not getting from the biased media? Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. I was in the therapist's office. So it was actually a reverse spile. Because I was had been spying on him, but then Emmett changed his session to the session before me without me knowing. That's cheating. That's, that's cheating. Because I had the idea first, and that's copyright. So that's the unfair context that we've got going on. Two, that's a violation of my privacy because I was speaking to the therapist, yeah. and he was pretending to be Emmett so that I could contextualize my issues. Uh, but little did I know that the real Emmett was listening through the doors. And now the truth is out. Emmett knows that I'm only taking therapy in order yeah. to get his Minecraft password. And I've, ah, dealing with it all has brought up so much for me. Just so much, so yeah. much buried context. And um, so I have to t keep doing therapy. I mean, when you win therapy first, and then like the reward is the therapist is like, and here's the Minecraft password, you know, like it's going to be well worth it. I have to get the trophy before Emma gets it. Race is on. You know, Ted, we suffer so much. We do suffer so much. Not unlike the clock who is in love with the pot and has to watch while the candle. We have to endure a lot is what I'm saying. Actually, shout out Ted, by the way. Have you considered Beauty and the Bee for uh, the OnlyFans? Well, here's the issue with it, right? I already brought this up because I thought, well, this is perfect. But when I brought it up, they were like, well, who's going to play the Beast? There's only, there's two of us and, you know, and Bronson was like, I don't want to not be the Beast. And, and, and I was like, the Beast, the Beast, why are you guys talking about this? It's really about the pots and pans and you can all be anything you want to be. Candlestick. I mean, think about that candlestick. Think about his hands. You don't got to tell me. And Bronson is born to be a Cogsworth. The way he gets kind of flustered. Well, see, the he, here's how the conversation went. I said, it's about pots and pans each other. Roll of a lifetime. They're like, no, it's about Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, well. No one's going to watch that. And so I suggested Brave Little Toaster. I mean, that's just a fest. Well, after he went away to college, they didn't have anything else to do. And they said, what? And I said, well, it's it's what Lasseter did before Toy Story. And they were like, why not Toy Story? And I was like, because Toy Story is perverted already. Exactly. It's really messed up. I got to say, you know, shout out Stefan. Have you considered the Iron Giant? Yeah, but you know, that was voiced by Vin Diesel and, and Bronson's going to want any Vin Diesel adjacent role. Yes, we know this from the Fast and the Furious. Shout out Bronson. Yeah, that was really fast and furious. This is the thing, you know, you get into making movies and before you know it, you're in this management position and suddenly you're managing talent i know and they're such prima donnas and it's like this is not why i did it i did it to watch my wife have s with her boyfriend so i could make money for my tesla but now i'm dealing with these like egos part of you is like oh, it's almost easier back when you're unknown you know no absolutely i mean i i kind of you know i miss those days you know before the fame and before the money to be honest because it was just more pure you could sort of do more and you were just sort of just there on the cutting edge, like coming up with it. But now I just feel so hemmed in by expectation. And every week, you know, Sarah and the boys, they all have this creative input that they want to put in. But frankly, it's not that good. Everyone thinks they're a director. I know. And I'm like, well, look, guys, this is the formula. If we go with your idea, it's going to make no money. You want to make no money? And Bronson's all like, well, 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 what if it was like a crossover like Lumiere and Flounder? And you're like, the scale doesn't work. No, it's completely wrong. They're different sizes. 
is. And also, like, Flounder has to be in water and Lumiere is a candle. What are you talking about? I tried to compromise. I said, well, how about Abu, Ursula, and the 101 Dalmatians? And we call it Disney f- Puddle. They weren't into that at all. I got to say, though, Ted, the digital mock-up you showed me where you cloned 101 little Bronsons and they were all... In that big uh, circle? Yeah. Don't show that to anyone else. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Just because of the co- we have one court case going right now, right. I just think, you know, see our previous comments on context. Hey, look, speaking of which, maybe we should limber up legally for our court case. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Ted. And folks, this is Tab Talk. Talk. And any minute now, uh, we're going to be getting to the Apple earnings call. And actually, Ted, let me just give them this to suck on. Just as a teaser. Gently pop this in their ungrateful mouths. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and read the first sentence from this report. Apple today held its first earnings call of 2023, which covers the fourth calendar quarter of 2022. So that's just, that's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about today. That's from a month ago, by the way. We did it. We're going to be getting there. But Ted, I think you're absolutely right. We have a lot of eyes in the I'm talking irons in the fire. So I want to talk our defense, okay? I'm going to be defending you and you're going to be defending me, correct? Yes, exactly. But I think first things first is impression is everything. Yes. When we walk into that room, the jury's going to be making up their their mind guilty, not guilty in the first 10 seconds. That's the thing that we realize that we don't know. And they do it by looking at you. And so I want to make sure that we're looking fresh. I guess my first thought, Ted, immediately is white robes. Yeah, I like white robes, too, because of the whole Greek sort of like throwback. Well, there's a a Greece element. There's a angelic dimension. And I think subconsciously what you also have going there is, is Gandalf the White. Yeah. I almost think there could be something nice when we come in the courtroom where you maybe go in first and then I come in and you say, oh, Tep Tim. And I and I sort of look sort of cloudy and I go, oh, yes, I was Tep Tim once. Once. Yeah. The robe option is a really good one. Pipes. Long pipes? I think long pipes. Oh, but I want to just throw this out there. You know when we dressed up in the ska clothes for my wife's wedding to stop it from happening? Or to get her back? I don't remember the plan exactly. Cross purposes. I was there to FS up. Yeah, and I was there to get her back. And I think we... I think We met in the middle. I think it worked mostly, yeah. The same way we dressed in ska clothes with this cool checkered shoes and everything. What's cooler than ska clothes? Uh... I'm going to give you a hint. This goes hand in hand with my latest musical obsession. Oh, my lady, you're talking zoot suits. Zoot suits! Snoof snoof suits. Snoof suit riot. That's right. And this is a little mini trend corner. Swing is back in a big way. Yeah, in a huge way. It's really cool. It never left. It's really cool. I just think there could be something to be said for us walking into a really cool song by the Cherry Pea and Daddies or the Squirrel Nut Zs. We come in swinging a big chain with two zoot suits. I think right away people think these are men of the community. These are respectable men. They're fathers. How could they possibly be guilty? Yeah, I, I like this. Horn section. We get someone in the jury to play a horn. I think you're right, but I also think we need to come in with a bit of edge. Like, I want to show power in this, in okay. this place. Okay, so. yeah. No, gosh, it's hard being lawyer. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. I think we can blend both of these. I think we need to come into the court dressed in white zoot suits, yes. However, we need to walk in to the sounds of electro swing cover of Billie Eilish, Bad Guy. Okay. That gets us the preteen vote. That gets us the preteen vote. And it's kind of ironic because we're walking into a court in order to be judged by these people, but we're saying bad guy. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like is, it, yes, is it or isn't it? This is why you're my campaign manager, and this is why you are my lawyer. Visionary. Dream Weaver. Oh, I just I just had a thought, though. Nine. Ted, yep. we are going to be there in two roles. Yes. Both as victims and uh, slash defendants and as each other's defense counsel. Yes. So what I'm wondering is, would it be tasteful to do a sort of two-faced situation where half of our body is a zoot suit and half is a white robe? I do you want better? Why don't we just walk in back to back? And spin around? And spin around like the whole way cross in hard-boiled egg okay also speaking of john woo entrances white doves or pigeons dealer's choice sparrows doesn't anything. matter same they're the same Pain bird they're all the same bird here's one thing they're never going to let us get birds into the courthouse as grown birds i know this from experience so what do you want baby birds i think we might need to have the court cases in a month we might need to have gareth put some baby birds in the courtroom now so that they grow. And then by the time of the trial, they'll be big enough to fly. That's a great idea. I love that idea. And I think it's a good idea. We know Gareth has the birds. He has all those birds from Chris Pepper's Welcome Home Party. Exactly. And based on what those birds were doing at that party, they are going to be having babies soon. It was really beautiful, though, when Chris walked through that door and we were all there and... Gareth let the birds out. And the birds just went for it. Yeah. We shouldn't get distracted We shouldn't here. get distracted. But- Chris is back. Have no fear. Chris is here and back. And maybe have some fear based on your reaction to Chris, but like he's he's alive. Astute and up-to-date and current listeners of the podcast, thank you, Marvin, will note that we were away for two weeks. Yes. I wasn't going to talk about it because no one cares about us and no one values us. Yep. But yes, we have been off for a little bit. I want to call this and let's get this trending uh, so Get your tags out. I want to call this the hunt for pepper. Yeah, gone pepper. Chris girl? Pepper girl. Gone with the pepper. Chris Affleck is gone pepper. Good pepper hunting. The hunt for good peptober. Oh, that's it. The hunt for Chris peptober. Yeah. So as everyone knows, I mean, everyone knows at this point because it was such a mess in town, but Chris Pepper has been gone for a little while. You and I were pretty convinced he was in the woods. And Gareth had kept saying, I've looked there, boys. I've blasted Vince Vaughn's voice from every corner of the wood. He was driving around with that van with the megaphone on it and, and nothing. I said, well, what about the department store? He could have gotten lost in one of the bathrooms. And he said... I've checked there too. And I said, you know, Gareth, you know, he could be playing in the clothes racks. He could just be in those little center sections. You know, it's fun in there. But of course, Gareth had checked there anyway, because he leaves his like course, his yeah. promo for his band in between the coat racks at Nordstrom's anyway. The point is, things got pretty bleak. I mean, the, the whole town basically got involved, not in a helpful way, but in a like, shut up, stop yelling, stop driving around playing wedding crashers out of your car speaker, yeah. who cares type of way. And, and this is where, and Ted, this is actually good for our defense, so we should maybe take note of this in terms of our countersuit against Randy. This is, Ted, for me, the saddest part of all this, besides the possibility of Chris being D, which did bum me out. Look, Randy, we're in a tough spot right now with Randy. Uh, I know that Randy sees us as enemies, unfortunately. Our friend sees us as enemies, yeah. He's threatening our whole friendship over this petty lawsuit, but... At a certain point, you know, you have to say, let we set that aside. I mean, World War One, they still celebrated the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah, they did. When Randy turned his nose up at us and said, no, I won't help you. Yeah, search for Chris Pepper. Why would he be in the loading dock? It was so low. Uh, that to me was just so cold. He wouldn't even let us look. I don't know why he'd be in the loading dock. 
that's the that's point. The point. It's you got to go to the place you least expect him to be. Was he there? No. Turns out he wasn't. But we didn't know that the same way we didn't know if he was in the drainage pipe. But we still looked there. We did. We didn't know if he was in Danny Marco's dumpster, but we looked there. We didn't know if he was at the carnival on all of the rides, but we checked them all out. We didn't know if he was in the movie theater watching Avatar 2, but we went anyway and we sat through the whole thing just in case he showed up. We didn't know if he was underneath the grapes at Albertsons. Shout out Mr. Ronaldo. Yeah, shout out Mr. Ronaldo. Speaking of people who need to disappear. I don't think it's long. So shame on you, Randy. And I'm I'm, I'm formerly Ted. I think this is point number one in our defense yeah. is even if we did emotionally scar Randy, he's a cruel villain. And so we were doing a public service. And that's also a point in our countersuit. I uh, accuse you of not caring about Chris Pepper, which is a criminal offense. So we had a sort of one of those movie like comb of dads in the tall grass. Yes. You know, searching, searching. All the dads out with their phone flashlights on, walking through the woods, looking at their phones. Checking Twitter. Responding to Elon, tripping over rocks, getting lost themselves. We spent a lot of time looking for Marvin. In the middle of the search. Yeah. And he'll turn up. Tom, Della Tom fell down a hill. We watched him tumble for a while. Yeah, he has a way. If there's any incline at all, Tom's going to be falling down it. He can find a hill like those sticks find water. I thought it was nice that Drag Race showed up. Yeah, good to see Drag Race. Enjoy prison again. He got out somehow, but they got him. And shout out Grady, you know. He didn't want to do the sweep, obviously, because it was daytime. Grady, honestly, MVP, because in the end... It was Grady's tip that got us there. You know, Grady said, (laughs) which basically equates to, did you check Starbucks? The thing is about caffeine and Chris. Well, and free Wi-Fi. And free Wi-Fi. It's a no-no. Yeah. Because the man can get stuck in a loop a loop from one pumpkin spice to the next yeah in a circle just endless with the free Wi-Fi and the free bathroom I mean you know this about dads you either gotta have no Wi-Fi or no bathroom or if you have both you're never losing them well that's why Big Boy Coffee doesn't have Wi-Fi yeah because if they did game over well they can't set it up either they certainly have a bathroom you know, shout out those guys. Yeah, and shout out Big Boy Coffee. Shout out Carlton, by the way. He brought a lot of his Marine buddies. Yeah. They would have been so helpful um, if they had helped. I think they really would have. They just mostly argued. A lot of feelings were hurt. Well, it kind of all went downhill when they started checking their gear. Yeah, exactly. It was just a recipe for hurt feelings. As soon as one of them showed off his tactical role. They all had to do it. And before you knew it, they were all on the ground and none of them could get up. They're not going to help each other either. They all just, I think they're probably, once they got home and took their naps, I think they're probably feeling a lot better. I think you have to make sure you eat breakfast before you head out for the day. I was impressed. They all claim to have been in SEAL Team 6, which is pretty impressive. Um, I don't know. Big helicopter, I guess. Yeah. But hey, like you said, Ted, after our tireless efforts, it was, of course, Grady who tipped us off to the Starbucks and we got Chris back. And, and I mean, for him, you know, no time had passed. Zero. I mean, he was stuck in the loop. It's like when Einstein went away in that spaceship. But for Gareth walking in there, I mean, it was such an emotional reunion. Oh, my gosh. You've seen those photos of people who raise lions for some reason, and then they don't see the lion for a long time, and they come back and the lion remembers them. It was very much yeah. like that. I mean, there was a lot of it pawing so and... Like Chris, my boy! Oh, ho, ho, ho. Chris just watching his phone, drinking a caramel latte. Gareth rolling on the floor, crying. 
the staff saying, "You all, you dads got to go. All you dads got to go." It was powerful, and I, and I, I, it's something that I do hope the jury will take into serious consideration. I think they will. Juries are supposed to be impartial, but we know they're not, and we know we that know we're gonna not. we're gonna get Marvin on there as our mole. I'm gonna give him a trumpet so he can play a swing song for us. Yep. Note to Marvin, learn trumpet. Uh-huh. But before we do that, we're hitting a much more important milestone. That's right. It's time to check in with the 2023 Tesla Reno fundraising Whoa! drive. That is right, folks. It is week seven of the Tesla fundraising drive. So we did take a couple weeks. Look, the, the, we said that we would do it in, in 10 episodes. We didn't say 10 weeks. So yep. even though we skipped a few weeks, we're still on uh, seven. And yep. it is a good thing because, well, another reason we took a few weeks off besides looking for Chris, which really only took a day or two, um, we spent some of the money. Well, uh, correction, you made a decision about where to spend the money. Um, yeah, uh, so last time we spoke to you, we had a l about $100,000 of yeah. our $150,000 goal. <laughs> Very exciting. And there was a slight setback in the fundraising in the form of some reinvestment. And, um, yeah. and, I, and I, you know, decisions were made. Some costs did arise. Sure. And um, we did, some of the money did have to get spent. Right. By some of us. Yeah. yeah. And how much did, did, did that amount to? We spent collectively 70, like three quarters of it. Right. So I found out about the website Cameo. <sighs> yes. Uh, here's some tep information news and gossip you can use. Never go to the website Cameo. It wouldn't have been so bad if Zoe Deschanel weren't on there. Yeah. You know this, Ted. I I've had this dream for a long time to do my own TV show called New Dad. Which would be kind of like New Girl, but with the dad as the main character. And I want to say, I think it's a great idea. Thank you. I have to take a little pause, however, at the method of completing that idea. Okay, I can receive this. Can you hear this? The method of making it was a little costly. I mean, tell that to Hollywood. <laughs> Point taken. Counterpoint. Yeah. Would the cast members of the TV show New Girl... Agree to be in my TV show. No, they do not. No. They have not agreed yeah. and they will not agree. They've made that very clear. Well, their lawyers have made that very clear. However, some of them are on Cameo and you can pay them to say individual lines from a TV show. Yeah, you can. Over and over again. Well, if they were better actors, they could do it in one take. It's not my fault. So we lost seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, we we spent seventy thousand dollars collectively because I bought a two hundred dollar sandwich. Was it a good sandwich? I don't know if it was a good sandwich because it was for a new content thing we've been doing where Stefan f the sandwich. Oh, okay. I see. Well, so that was an investment then. Yeah. It just didn't go very far because a duck ate the sandwich before we could see, film. See, if you now, Ted, this is a I shame on you. I didn't realize. This I is mean, a you shame know, on a you. Yeah, we're close <laughs> to the trash pond. I didn't know You're ducks had moved in. I understand you're embarrassed about spending $200 on a sandwich. It's a little frivolous. But if you had reached out to me and you had said... I'm getting a sandwich, I would say, um, and you're taking it near the trash pond? I don't think so. Well, it wasn't even my idea. Stefan said he wanted to a $200 sandwich, and I decided he'd been such a good boy that I'd let him do it. But, you know, like, no, it's I, hard I, to I, order a $200 sandwich and know that Stefan's going to be to one end. Yeah, it is hard to imagine. I mean, it, it's difficult. 
when you imagine it. So I was already in a state of no, frazzlement, yeah. you know, showing up with a two hundred dollars sandwich, and then I left it outside, you know, to heat up because I'm a good director. Let me guess, you put it on that rock where the turtles go. I did, yeah. I mean, does he have to eat it at the end, or does that not get people low? No, Bronson eats it. I can see that. And Sarah watches from a throne, and then I read a poem. Um, Right. How much did you make from that? Well, we, we had to use a normal sandwich. No, oh, that ruins the whole thing. Well, you know how, like, most YouTube content now, thanks to uh, Mr. Animal, is just like, what would happen if I put a $200 sandwich down my friend's pants, you know? Yeah, or, yeah. Or uh, buried alive with a $200 sandwich. Or watch me run my Lamborghini over a $200 sandwich. Like, this content works. It's good content. It is. Well, and I just want to say, there's something perverse about the fact that a lot of the stuff that Mr. Animal does is stuff that we do in the park parking lot and people just say it's weird and creepy and we need to stop. I've been buried alive. I mean, the things I've done with sandwiches. <laughs> oh, we froze a Lego, man. Exactly. Anyway, look, mistakes were made. I spent a little bit of money on my new dad, Pilot, and you bought a really, really expensive sandwich. And yeah. at the end of the day, we were at 25000 so we took a couple weeks to fundraise. So, Ted, let's check in. Um, what have you done to get us back over the line to the Red Tesla Reno? I've been shooting three videos at once. Uh, everyone's really tired, but we've got $65,000. On top of the stuff we already had? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that put, puts us at 90. Back at 10. That's great. We're almost back to where we were. Hope you didn't buy any more sandwiches. No, I didn't. I hope you didn't buy any more anything. What did you make this week? Well, I'll have you know I didn't buy anything. I had to give a little bit of money as like a final, like, put this to bed thing with Miss Deschanel. Yeah, okay, how much? It's like $10,000, but it was mostly Dennis's. Oh, the record sale's still going well, huh? No, there's no more records, but okay. I did... The janitors suspect that Dennis is still here, even though they told him to leave. And since yeah. I'm kind of in with the janitors, because they dare me to eat things, shout yeah. out the, your videos, Fearful Symmetries, I basically told Dennis, I won't tell the other janitors that you're still living in the closet if you give me $10,000. He said, I don't have $10,000. I said, your mom does, right? And he said, yeah. yeah, well, technically. And I said, well, then get on the phone, Dennis. And in exchange, I told him we could have one ride in the Tesla. Yeah, cool. So I spent $10,000, mostly Dennis's. I think we've got put things to bed with Zoe for now. Shout out, though, Ted. I want your honest opinion. Granting that it cost a lot of money, granting that I didn't make it in the most conventional way, granting that a lot of the actors did figure out what was going on and get really mad, how was my pilot? <sighs> Look, I'll be really honest. All right. Yeah, 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 please. It's a great idea. The best idea you've Thank ever you. had. I know, I know. Ah, it was fire, as the kids say. No cap, it was fire. What was your favorite line? What was your favorite line? Oh, gosh. Um, hey, what's the dad got to do to get a cup of Joe around here? Well, that was really good, but I think my favorite was, hi, guys, sorry, I'm the new one around here. And, yeah. I'm a dad. I actually lived that line. That's actually a real thing I said to someone once. Really? Yeah. A lot of the script comes from my life. Truth or not. Did you see also some of the other characters in our lives kind of find their way in there? Like the quirky neighbor, Uncle Sean. Yeah. Who dies. Yeah. No, I loved that. I loved how you paid Guy Fieri to play Gareth. Thank you. He was so good to work with. He was really good. Shout out. Officially, I'm going. I'm putting this Tep Talk celebrity corner. Guy Fieri, better than Zoe Deschanel. I also loved seeing Dr. Zazio from Hoarder 
actors in there. Yeah, I couldn't get all of the cast of New Girl to do it. No, but you got a lot of the cast of 90 Day Fiance the other way, which I really appreciated. What about the, um, speaking of Guy Fieri, the, the guy with the really red lips from like season seven of Food Network Star? He made a really good Schmidt, I thought. I thought he made a great Schmidt. Thank you for getting Aaron from Ghost Adventures to play me. Of course. Oh my gosh, that scene where he's like, I forgot I have another dad. Yeah. His eyes are so wide. It's amazing. I didn't actually want to get both the guys from Mythbusters, but they're a package. Right, right. So I made one of them CeCe. I'm not going to lie. If we have more money for this in the future, I would invest. See, I knew. Look, it's called proof of concept for a reason, Ted. If I described doing a version of The New Girl, except it's The New Dad, and it was just the cheapest stars I could get from the Food Network, TLC, Bravo, and Discovery... People would say it wouldn't work, but when you see it, it works. But I just, just listen, just hear me out. Just hear me out, hear me out. Why don't you write this script now and let's invest after we get the red Teslarina because I think we're going to want that Tesla before we make the movie. So we're sitting back at about $90,000, which is super exciting. We've only lost 10000 ultimately, once you factor yeah. everything in. And hey, Ted, here's a fun little twist of fate. Uh, now that we took those few weeks off, the trial is going to fall on the exact same day as our final day of fundraising. Wow, that's fortuitous. Incredible timing, right? We're going to be walking into that courthouse with $150,000 in our pocket. We're going to walk out and that Tesla is going to be waiting for us. How much is Randy suing us for again? $200,000. I don't see anything that could go wrong with this. Not a thing. this week's show that's folks. right guys thank you for joining us for tep talk 2023 tesla arena week seven we're excited to be back next week with our next update and yes we will get to the tep i'm going to go ahead and tell you right now a little teaser for next week with the apple first quarter earnings call one of the things they talked about was iphone sales so we're going to be tackling that next week and we're going to be talking about the brand new yellow iphone the minion phone what kind of fun little stickers you can put on your new minion phone to make it look like the minion of your choice we're going to be having stickers decals ready to go to minionify literally all of your technology and folks Take care of each other this week. That's right. And take care of us because we only have a few weeks left in the Tesla fundraising drive. And Ted and I are going to be working really hard to hit that finish line. Ted, you're going to have to probably ramp up production on the videos. Yeah, don't worry. I got it. I'm going to be having to, um, well, I'm going to probably mostly work on the new dad script, to be honest. Just the script. Just the script. Just the script. (laughs) Don't worry. And if I ever feel like spending money, I'm going to close my eyes. And before I know it, just like you told me, it'll be time to record again. That's right. All right. Until next week, folks, give us your money. Okay. Bye. Ooh, Ted, Ted, Pocahontas, the grandmother tree. I'm a Mulan fan. I think think that's got a bit of pepper in it. I think Mulan is about dads. I mean, Mulan is a dad, and it's about a dad trying to fit in with a group of sons. And I think you're the Eddie Murphy dragon. Yeah, I'm definitely Mushu. But I also could see you as the grandmother tree. And, you know, the squirrel and the hummingbird are just going at it. And you're just like, no.